Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Alex Robinson, the online editor of Field and Stream, and this is the Field and Stream Adventures podcast. This is our very first podcast, a seven-part series called Paddling Quetico. We're taking you along on our canoe trip through Quetico Provincial Park, a massive wilderness area along the Minnesota-Ontario border spanning more than one million acres. Me and three fellow paddlers. I'm Steph Shelton. My name's Ben Romans. My name is Maddie Mahon. Got Moose Track Adventures to help us gather a week's worth of gear and secure a float plane to drop us off in the middle of nowhere, Canada. The plan was to paddle and portage through Quetico back to the U.S. in just seven days. Now, we're following this trip day by day, so if this is your first time tuning in, you might want to go back and catch the previous episodes. Last week, we battled bugs. I actually think the bugs on the portages, they smell our exhaustion. They know we're tired, and they know we're not going to swat at them, so they just attack. And Ben started getting a little punchy. Alex isn't around right now, but he'll probably tell you that he's running the show. The funny part is, it's just absolute bedlam. Every morning he gets up, when he gets up, sometimes it's 10.30, sometimes it's later. And then he's just, you know, he's kind of like one of those kids that's in a romper room running around banging into trees. Today is bittersweet. It's the final full day in Quetico. We have some paddling and portaging ahead, and then we'll camp near the U.S. border for a final evening under the stars. The theme for our final night and final episode of this podcast is back to civilization. We'll be eating french fries and watching baseball and uh, flying flags. (laughs) One day to America. (laughs) When we woke up on our last morning, the weather was perfect, just like the five days before. Blue skies, bright sunshine, and a breakfast of rehydrated hash browns and onions on the griddle started our day. We packed up and set out toward Bailey Bay, a border area and entry point to Quetico. We were on cruise control. We had a relatively short distance to cover and plenty of time. As we made our way out, I encouraged Maddie to troll for walleyes and lake trout, and she hooked and landed a couple. She caught two nice lakers and hooked one giant trout that we just couldn't get in the boat. I'm going to get this line. Oh, she still has one now. Oh, my trout. Oh, no! (laughs) And when we got to the final portage, no one seemed to mind. Ben, you're whistling. It's the last portage. It's time to party. This is Burke Lake behind us, and we're going to Bailey Bay. I have a sudden burst of strength, knowing that it's the last one. You just take charge. You just go. We just beast out that bay, and then we're across. Bailey Bay is rocking. Rocking and rolling. White Cap City. But of course, Quetico wasn't going to let us off that easy. When we put in at Bailey Bay, we were met with a stiff headwind and rolling whitecaps. We paddled against the wind, and before long, we saw a motorboat zip by about a half mile ahead of us. We knew that we must be close to the U.S. border. Finally, we pulled into a little island along the border and set up camp. After the wind died down, we fished a little bit and caught nothing. Planes buzzed overhead, and we could hear other campers setting up for the evening. We were certainly out of the wilderness now. We had our last couple mountain house meals to prepare for dinner, and we started a little campfire. As we ate, we talked about how this trip compared to some of the others we'd taken in the past. 
So, Steph, we're on our last night. We're eating dinner here on our campfire that's very windy and has made it hard to cook. And I was just saying that I think that this trip is really going to make all the other camping trips I have planned for the summer seem really paltry. There are some backpack trips I'm doing and like some little things, but they're going to seem really easy comparatively. Imagining going back into my regular routine and just all of these trivial things that, you know, just just little obstacles that come in your day just aren't going to seem as difficult. <laughs> Life might be really boring after this, but it'll be nice to kind of put things into perspective a little bit and realize that the little things in regular life just aren't quite as important. I actually sort of have a opposite perspective of that. Like a trip like this to me um, just simplifies life so much that when going back to normal life just seems way more stressful and the, the hardships and the complication there um, is, is harder. Where out here you're just living day to day or even hour by hour um, and it's not stressful to me. Um, it's just nice and simple and you really end up living in the moment um, and not thinking too far ahead because you can't. Yeah, I think actually when you put it like that, that part is true. It is sort of nice to not, I don't know, to have things that you can't do anything about. Like sometimes there are things you can't do anything about here, but at least you know exactly what you have to do. Sometimes in regular life, I don't even know what I have to do to fix things. Yeah, and you know, there's definitely decisions that have to be made and and you have to be prepared and plan, but really you're just kind of living you know, there's there's no responsibility out here except for your own uh, personal safety and enjoyment. So that's different than normal life and better. Everyone took something different away from this trip. And as the fire burned low, we took some time to reflect. So we're set up for our last night of camp in Quetico where we can see America. We're, I don't know, maybe 300 yards away from, from the U.S. border. Um, we're all sitting around the campfire. We just had dinner and we've got uh, about a third of a bottle of Old Crow whiskey and um, we're just going to drink it and once we're done with it we're going to talk about what we think about this trip. I'm happy to go home of course but I've also had a really There's mixed feelings. Yeah, yeah I do have mixed feelings about it. I actually really do and I had a great time like I was really freaked out at the beginning and like I just think that you guys were all really patient with me being such a spaz the first day the first couple of days really um but then by day three I just I really love that like we work so hard every day there's something really satisfying about just like doing a whole bunch of physical activity every day and then at the end of the day you're like that's what I did today it's really simple and it's really nice and it was so beautiful there's just like some of the most beautiful areas I've ever been in and I just feel like I'm a lot less freaked out by things now before this trip even started before uh we even started the real hardcore planning maddie and i had a chance to talk on the phone one of the things we talked about was you don't really get your vibe you don't really get a feel for the place until maybe day number two day number three and each wilderness trip is different each area you go to is different so it takes a little amount of time before you figure out your role figure out the terrain figure out the weather figure out all those little things and once you do uh, everything else seems to fall into place. You deal with Mother Nature. You deal with what comes at you. Um, Alex has said it a couple hours ago, but 
things change. You can have best intentions and good plans, but things change on an hourly basis. I mean, we had an excellent adventure. We're all safe. We're all happy. We're all looking forward to getting out and, and for better or worse, returning to our lives tomorrow. So, you know, the glass is half full. Uh, this this ranks in my top 10. Kind of coming out of this, I'm I'm personally kind of excited that I was able to, to do it all. And then as far as the group goes, it's been really pretty cool to see a group of four people who didn't know each other before come together and sort of take on this challenge and this adventure. And we've sort of have this group dynamic that's pretty cool. There's a certain amount of risk that you just take on. Um, you know, flying in a float plane. The plane goes down, there's nothing you can do about it. That's a risk you accept. Uh, you fly into the wilderness, there's awful weather, rainstorms, thunder and lightning, you have to paddle through it. That's a risk you accept. Um, so, you have to know that going into a trip like this, and I think that we all did um, and kind of came to that perspective maybe a little bit later throughout the trip. Um, but what was kind of cool is we had our, our biggest danger and our biggest hardship on the very first day in a, in a matter of hours of being on the trip. Um, so after that, um, everything became pretty easy. I mean, we've had sunny days and nice weather and, you know, wind and portages and all that, but that's just, that's just kind of, you know, physically demanding stuff, which, which honestly is fun for me, um, pushing yourself physically in the wilderness that like, that's cool. Um, but there hasn't been anything else that's been potentially dangerous in my mind. Um, so once we got that first night out of the way, it's it's been a great trip. And honestly, it, I think the trip is better because we had that first night. What I said to Ben about that that first night, it was like Quetico was saying to us, like, hey, just remember, like, I'm in charge. <laughs> that is an awesome point. That, in fact, is the essence of a wilderness trip. You can be as experienced as you want to be. You can have the best gear. You can have the best plan. But you are still at the mercy of Mother Nature. And that's the point. You know, if we didn't want that aspect, then we would have gone, you know, car camping or, or done a different sort of trip. But the point of this was to really get back to the wilderness and, and get into that sort of mindset where we are kind of at the whim of Mother Nature. We had some real adventure during our week-long trip. From the turbulent float plane ride... It's a little nerve-wracking. It's a little bumpy and uh, a lot of choppy waves down there. To paddling through a lightning storm. We've been paddling for like three hours and this is what is happening. Yeah, not good. To the best smallmouth fishing we'd ever experienced. Oh, he sounded. A trip through Quetico will bring people together, or it will break them down. Luckily for us, we were a team and friends by the time the fire died down and that last sip of whiskey was drank. It's 11.30. The fire is burning low. Our old crow bottle is finally gone. We made it a goal to finish it. 
and we've all had a great trip and we're all really tired and now we all need to go to bed. In the morning, after a quick breakfast of coffee and granola bars, it was back to America. All right, welcome home, everyone. Woo! It's going to be so nice to have a beer. We pulled up to the canoe landing at Prairie Portage, and our trip was complete. As we were packing up, we stopped to chat with the group that was heading out on its own Quetico adventure. Their spirits were high, their clothes were bright and clean, and they had not a hint of sunburn. As we talked, I spotted a big smallmouth rising about 75 yards off the beach. Nobody in their group seemed to notice him, but I bet they do on their way back. Thanks for listening to our podcast and taking along with us. We hope you got some laughs and learned something too. If nothing else, I hope it brought back a few good memories of your last wilderness adventure and has you looking forward to the next one. I know that we are. This podcast is brought to you by Thermocell. Thermocell camp lanterns provide 300 lumens of light and keep mosquitoes, black flies, and no at bay. Check them out at thermocell.com slash mosquito dash repellent. And also Moose Track Adventures, providing guide services and outfitting to the Boundary Waters Canoe Area and Quetico Provincial Park. Find them at moosetrackadventures.com. This Field and Stream podcast was produced by myself and Maddie Mahon. And now, for your Ben Romans moment of the week. Old Crow is an age-old recipe. Basically, you take uh, some sewer water and uh, dehydrated black crows, and you press... You, you <laughs> give, me, give me a sip of crow before I say this to Ben. <laughs> ben, I hate you. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs>